0: Hello, sweet ones, and welcome to the Soul Medicine Podcast. I am your host, Liz Nerland, and I have created this space to nourish you with guided meditations, to support your healing journey with Reiki practices, and to inspire, lead, and teach developing healers and intuitives. I invite you now to breathe deeply, to open your mind, to expand your heart space and to call your soul to rise to the surface as you settle in to receive these offerings. Let's get started. Hello, hello, sweet one, and welcome to the Soul Medicine Podcast. Today I want to talk about a topic that comes up quite a bit. People often ask me, what makes a good Reiki practitioner? Why is it that sometimes I can go to a Reiki master and not feel anything, not really have an experience? Sometimes it feels like a waste of time. Other times I go to a Reiki master and my mind is absolutely blown. So what is the difference between average or below average practitioner and the ones that really blow your mind? So my humble opinion, the first differentiator is the intention of the practitioner. To be successful, you have to hold the intention to be a channel for ki, chi, prana, divine energy to move through you. Most people come to this work initially, myself included, with the intention to be the healer, to fix other people, to help other people as the one that is doing the healing work. And when we come in, even though our intention seems good, we want to help people, there's actually ego woven into it because we want to be the healer. And when you don't humbly step in as a servant of God, as a servant of divine energy, as a channel of universal energy, the session will always be limited to that human's physical capabilities and it doesn't matter how amazing they can be maybe they know all the right things to do but if they are not channeling something bigger you are always limited to their human scope now what makes reiki so powerful it's right in the name reiki it's key. it's prana it's life force And we always want to hold ourselves as a channel and as a servant to that greater universal force. We are calling in a miracle. We are calling in something beyond our ordinary human powers. We are asking the divine, the creator, to move through us. In striving to be the healer ourselves, we limit what we can do. When we soften to allow life to move through us, we call in a power beyond our own. We have to take ourselves to zero. We have to eliminate that aspect of ego that wants to succeed and be the healer. We have to get rid of that in order to really merge with the infinite, to channel the divine. If we want a miracle, we need more than just human capability. And so often when people first move into this work, they are going to be focused on ego. And even people that have been in it a long time, you can still get caught up in ego because it is very, very sneaky. Like I said, you are holding this intention to help people. But you're seeing yourself as the helper, as the healer, as the one who's doing the healing. And that's not the case. Not in Reiki. If you really want to move to the next level, you have to really humble yourself, open yourself to be a channel, and to allow the unexpected to come through, to allow the miracle to come through you. It is not of you. You are simply being used as an instrument, as a servant of something greater. The second big differentiator is simply practice. So how committed is this person, this practitioner, to the lifestyle of Reiki, to the principles of Reiki? Have they reflected on them? Do they implement them in their own life in a way that helps them grow spiritually and understand life more fully? Do they live and breathe it to the best of their ability, both in and out of sessions? Have they experienced the ups and downs that a consistent practice brings? Have they developed a strong enough foundation that they can stop overthinking their sessions and start being moved by something greater? The elephant in the room here is that you can literally pay $20 online and do this online Reiki course with someone you've never met and you likely will never meet, you can do this in a day and call yourself a Reiki master. You can get a piece of paper, hang it on the wall, but if you are still in the thinking phase, in the beginner phase, which we all have to start at, but if you are still in this phase, it doesn't matter if your certificate says you are a Reiki master, you have literally mastered Nothing in Reiki when you are an absolute beginner. The Reiki Master Certificate is an invitation to commit your life to mastery. It is not a certificate saying that you are already there. Joe Dispenza speaks of a formula for mastery. With any new skill, anything that we are creating, we move from thinking to doing to being. The first step always is thinking. We have to think about any new skill. We have to think about what we are creating. We have to learn the theory, read the books, gather the information. And it's only after thinking, then we move into doing. And when we first move into this state of doing, of taking action, this is where we put those theories into practice. We do the thing. In this case, you engage purposely in self-reiki and you might start seeing clients. You will still be very much in your thinking brain when you are new. All of us will be because we want to remember what to do. What's next? What's the sequence? How do I hold my hands? What do I do? Why am I doing this? How do I do this? How do I support a client with this certain condition? You're going to be in a state of where your mind is busy remembering the process. It's the same as driving. When you first learn to drive, you have to think, signal, look over my shoulder, move the car over, there's all these little details, but over time, as you practice doing the thing, driving the car, you can actually switch off that high beta brainwave where you're thinking, 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 and it starts to become more automatic. The same is true of Reiki. Once you have enough practice, the flow of the session becomes automatic. The placement of the hands becomes automatic. And when you get to this phase, you start to move into the last step of mastery, which is, as Joe Dispenza calls it, a state of being. You have practiced so much that the skill has become automatic. You don't have to use your thinking brain to remember what to do. It just happens. The the memory of what to do is in your body. And this frees up your awareness to focus on something else because you don't need to focus on the physical task at hand. So as a Reiki practitioner, this means your awareness and energy can shift from doing to perceiving, from acting to noticing. This is when you start to pick up the subtle energy shifts. You start to see the shifting of your client's breath. Or maybe you notice the restlessness in their body. You can start to tune into your clairs. You're able to shift into a receptive, intuitive state because you aren't stuck in your head trying to do it right. Your body knows what to do. Your awareness becomes free to perceive, and to receive information from the field. You can move out of that beta brainwave, that busy thinking state, into alpha or theta, even gamma brainwaves, where all of a sudden you become this antenna. You start to draw in Information from the field, you start to know things you couldn't otherwise know. You start to see things you would have missed before because you were busy doing. So practice matters, experience matters. Finally, another differentiator between profound healers and people that maybe aren't having as big of an impact is their skill set beyond reiki so once you've practiced enough and developed your skills as a reiki practitioner once you're feeling confident and effortless in those reiki skills has this practitioner expanded other skills and knowledge base to further help the client for example have you studied polyvagal theory do you understand the nervous system Do you understand how you can use a guided breath or a meditation to shift a client out of the physiology of anxiety or how to lift the energy of depression? Do you know how to use sound to shift stubborn energetic holding patterns? Have you developed your intuitive capabilities so that you can understand and receive the subtle messages that are coming through? Do you know how to use touch and breath and sound and imagery and scent to meet your client's needs at that moment? So as you develop your skill set, even beyond just simply Reiki skills, what that allows you to do is to support your client in shifting their physiology into a state that is receptive of healing we want to move them out of the chemistry of stress and into the biochemistry that allows them to rest to heal to create to rejuvenate and as we develop our skill set we just become more adept at reading our clients energy and helping them to shift into a state where they are receptive to Reiki energy. We we allow ourselves to do that more quickly and then they get more benefit from the session. So to recap, in my opinion, what differentiates really strong Reiki practitioners from those who are not having quite as strong of an impact yet is Number one, opening to grace, opening to the divine, becoming a channel, becoming a servant. So they are not tying up ego um, and, and looking to achieve status in this work. Instead, they are humbling, showing up as a servant to something bigger. They are making themselves a channel to allow a miracle to come through. They have practiced sufficiently that they are able to stop thinking about the details of the treatment and this allows their awareness to then settle and receive signs receive information to notice more to really tune into their client because they're not thinking about themselves and what they're doing their awareness is free to really focus on the client and how they're doing that is a powerful piece When you can start to focus on your client's needs instead of your own capabilities, that will really allow you to have a bigger impact. And then finally, have you developed skills beyond your Reiki training skill set? Have you developed skills to support your clients in moving into a state where they can be really receptive to the Reiki energy? Those are my top three differentiators. I'd love to hear what you think, so feel free to drop a comment below, and I am so grateful for you to tune in. So much love to you all. Till next time. Sweet one, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Soul Medicine Podcast. I am so excited to announce that I have recently launched my online Reiki training programs. These are certificate programs and what is available right now is Reiki Level 1 and 2 trainings. With these trainings, my intention is to up-level the standard of practice of Reiki practitioners. I want to advance this profession so that we can show up in more powerful ways for our clients and for our communities. What sets this training apart from others is that you will have lifetime access to monthly mentorship calls with me. So we will have group calls every month where you can tune in ask your questions, bring your concerns, discuss your wins, and develop a community that will uplift and inspire each other. You also will have lifetime access to an online Reiki learning library, and this library will grow as we do, so it will advance beyond just the standard Reiki training modules. In addition to this, I will be offering ongoing development modules. We will be diving into things like how to work with the nervous system, how to work with sounds, how to apply the wisdom of the chakras, moving from theory into mastery. So there will be ongoing training modules beyond the scope of our regular reiki practice and those modules some of them will be free for my reiki community and some of them will be at a reduced cost so if you are an aspiring reiki practitioner if you are already a body worker and wanting to add a little more soul to your practice this is for you if you already are a Reiki level one, two, or mastery practitioner, but you want to deepen your practice and you want to learn more and connect with community, this training is for you. If you have any questions, please send them my way. I would be so happy to address them. The easiest way to connect with me is on Instagram. My handle is at Liz Nerland. That's at L-I-Z n-e-r-l-a-n-d you can also visit my website soulmedicineyoga at mykajabi.com the link for that will be in the show notes so much love to you all until next time